welcome to season five of the Presently Engaged podcast. This is where you'll find short, friendly, Jesus-focused encouragement to live intentionally right where you are. I'm Mandy Pollack, and I'm really glad that you are here. This season, I'm adding something new. The first part of the podcast will have a devotional thought sourced from life as always. Then we will end the podcast with a scripture reading. I'll be reading the English Standard Version of a passage. This will give us the opportunity to center our minds on Jesus and our hearts on his word. Because lives will change as we engage with God's word. I'm cheering you on as you live purposefully right where God has placed you. Because you, friend, you're making a difference. If you were to list some attributes of Jesus, your list might look a bit like mine. Holy, righteous, merciful, compassionate, omnipotent, powerful, creator, faithful, good. In a recent study of Matthew, though, I saw an attribute of Jesus that I had never contemplated before. Thankful. Thankful for God's gracious will. After a time of teaching his disciples, Jesus thanked his Father for his gracious will, expressed in the fact that he reveals truth to little children rather than the wise and understanding. In Matthew eleven twenty five through 26 he said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. Thankful for provision. In another account, Jesus and his disciples gathered by the Sea of Galilee. A large crowd followed him, amazed by his miracles and desperate for healing. John takes it from there. Lifting up his eyes then and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, about five thousand in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. John 6, 5-11 The bread of life gave bread. The word was made flesh. The creator thanked his father for the very bread and fish he created. Outstretched hands received as much as they wanted, with twelve baskets full left over. Thankful for a God who hears prayers. Jesus' dear friend was sick. Rather than rushing to his bedside in miraculous power, Jesus waited four days. Lazarus' dead body now wrapped in funeral clothes, decaying in a tomb. Jesus wept. When Jesus finally came to the site of Lazarus' burial, he said something no one expected. Take away the stone. Jesus said that those who believe would see the glory of God, so they took away the stone separating them from a dead man. 
John 11, 41 through 42 tells us, And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. Immediately after Jesus' prayer of thankfulness, a breathing Lazarus came out of his tomb in answer to Christ's call. Even though he was God's son, Jesus cultivated, expressed, and modeled thankfulness through his words and actions. Thankful for Passover. Jesus gathered with his disciples for one last meal before his death. He took bread and broke it. He took a cup filled with wine. He gave thanks, then gave the bread and the wine to his friends. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Luke twenty two nineteen. This last supper was when Jesus expressed the ultimate significance of his impending sacrifice. He instituted the rite of communion and revealed himself to be the true fulfillment of Passover. At this moment, each of his disciples and all of creation would have been right to fall on their faces and give thanks to him. Instead, Jesus gave thanks. He showed us what gratitude and thankfulness looks like with skin on. A Thanksgiving blessing. Even on the hardest days, there is something worth celebrating. This life God has given is indeed beautiful. Ponder for a moment, the king and creator of the leaf sheep, the cosmic reef, and the kangaroo gave thanks throughout his earthly ministry. If we look at what we need or want, like Philip and Andrew did, there's never quite enough to go around. If we look at the limitations of reality like Mary did, our unbelief will hinder us from seeing the glory of God. If we go through rote tradition without awareness, we miss the deeper lessons Jesus is teaching through everyday elements like bread and wine. Jesus shows us with his attribute of thankfulness how to live with thankful gratitude. If thankfulness seems hard to conjure up these days, then use Jesus' words and scripture to give thanks. Choose one passage a day to pray, rewording each thought to come from your own heart. Right now, for what can you give thanks? What is bubbling up in your heart that you can allow to spill over in gratitude to your Savior? If your life is harder than you would design, if you made it for yourself, how can you choose thankfulness even then? Jesus verbalized thankfulness when he saw God's will carried out. He expressed thankfulness when surrounded by death and despair. And Jesus chose thankfulness on the night he knew He was going to be betrayed. As we prepare our hearts for Thanksgiving, rejoice in the confidence that the Savior who perfectly embodies thankfulness can grow thankfulness in our hearts today, even when it feels like nothing can grow. Chuck Swindoll says, Thanksgiving puts steel in our bones. It reminds us of our enviable, magnificent heritage. It carries us back with grateful nostalgia to that first bitter winter at Plymouth, where less than half of those early pilgrims survived. It speaks in clear, crisp tones, reminding us of important terms like courage and integrity, determination, duty, and honor and vigilance, sacrifice, and godliness. 
Cynics of our day would call those words corny and naive. I call them powerful and essential for our survival. In everything, give thanks. Join me as we read a selection of scriptures on thankfulness. This is the word of the Lord. Romans 1, 1 through 8. Paul, a servant of Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the Spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. Romans 7, 22-25 For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. 1 Corinthians 1, 4-9 I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, 57-58 But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Ephesians 5.20 Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.3 We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Colossians 3:15-17 And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. 
And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18 Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And finally, 1 Timothy 1, 12-17 I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service, though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent. But I received mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But I received mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. As you make selections for your holiday giving this year, this is your super friendly reminder that The Question Habit, my latest book, looks really great in a stocking and underneath a tree. It's all about building resilient relationships with God and others one question at a time. You can find out more at thequestionhabit.com. You can also download free conversation starters for all those family get-togethers, parties, and heart-to-heart conversations you want to have this season. Once again, that's thequestionhabit.com. Because asking questions and listening well can take every relationship deeper. Thank you.